0: Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the DC United Kingdom podcast and I am your host James Graham. Alongside me today I have two beautiful guest hosts. I have got Sarah and Ken. Um, For those of you who are new to this particular podcast um, thank you for tuning in. Um, If you like it please give us a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts um, if you can do it on any other servers. I would love that. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, but let's introduce our guest host. So Sarah, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, everyone. And hi, James. Thanks for having me on the show today. This is always so much fun. I'm Sarah Colassi. I'm the editor-in-chief over at MLS Female and their beat reporter for DC United. So hi, everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: Well, Welcome to the show, Sarah, for once again. Um, Ken? let's hear a little introduction from yourself too.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm Ken. I run the at DCU underscore soccer page on Twitter um, and Instagram. Um, got a podcast as well. So yeah, check me out there and then I usually link everything. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Uh, once again, thank you for both being on the show. Um,
0: this is a jam-packed episode to say the least. So what have we got on? We have got an interview with the magnificent uh, Frederick Um He's spoken to us um, earlier on today um, after the game that against uh, Seattle Sounders, so we had a little chat about that. Um, I've also got an in- another interview, so there's two interviews on this one, uh, which I think is a first, if I remember rightly. Um, that is with Ronnie of Red Bulls New York, UK. Um, so an interview with another Englishman uh, for the second time, on this particular show um, and then we'll have a QA and we'll do match previews, match reviews and all the standard stuff. So um, Sarah and Ken, what have you been up to recently?
1: Oh my goodness, so many things. Enjoying wonderful DC United wins and clean sheets three in a row. I can't even get over how excited I am and Sunday's match was just absolutely tremendous. Doing a lot of writing. There are a lot of fresh features up at MLS Female. And of course, talking to yourself, James.
0: Um, Ken, what have you been up to recently?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, like Sarah said, enjoying the winds. That's been nice. And, and the clean sheets. Um, it's a pretty good run that we've been on, so can't, can't argue with that. Um, yeah, Not too much else. Did a podcast with Sarah today. Um, getting ready for the Red Bulls game this Sunday I'll be there so pretty excited about that even though you know it apparently smells really really bad over there yeah I've heard a lot of um, (laughs) there's a lot of um, issues with the
0: surrounding area from what I've uh, seen online so um, we're going to crack on with the show Um, I'm going to introduce the first interview so let's head over and let's hear from Fred earlier on today On this week's interview, um, it's been a while since I've had a player on the show, but I have the man of the match from the Seattle game. I have Frederic Brion. Um, I just want to say congratulations in the last game, Fred. Thank you. Thank you very much. Obviously, it was a great team performance, but obviously a great one from yourself. Um, And you also got your third goal for the club. Um, How how was it getting that third
3: goal? Yeah,
4: uh, it's good, but... um... Yeah, first we have to, to talk about the, uh, the team performance because uh, we are very good right now and um, you know um, when you are good uh, personally it's, it's uh, first uh, because the team is, is good and um, right now we are, we are in very good uh, form um, we are very good mortality right now we are very good mortality and, uh, and we, played, we played well and uh, we did three games uh, um, since uh, Montreal very good uh, we didn't concede goal. So yeah, the 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 club is happy and
0: uh, I'm happy as well. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance in that game. It was. It reminded me of how you guys started off the season with the high energy and the high press as well. So, Mm -hmm. it was absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't know whether you know, but that was in the last three games. That's the first time we've had three consecutive wins with clean sheets. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but like I said, uh, it's not only only the the defense. It's, uh, on the team we talk all the time about about the the, the back four or the keeper. But it's, it's um, the, the team effort. Right now, uh, when uh, when you see the mentality of uh, of, the, of the group, uh, we work for for each other, even uh, the midfielder or the, the striker. So we are together, uh, compact, and um, it's the reason why we uh, we did like that, and um it's good for the club. You know, right now, it's a twelve kinship. Yeah. he's so, yeah. It's, it's a good. he's a, a good performance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we had a bit of a a bit of a rough patch over the summer period. Um, what has turned the season around over the last three games? Yeah. Um,
4: we we did um, a very good first half of, of the season. Uh, we were very good. Uh, we uh, we won a lot of games. And um, yeah, during in the middle of the season, we were not so good, and the mentality of the team was, was not there um I was thinking we are we, we gave up a little bit so um, we talked with uh, with, uh, with each other we, uh, we said the truth uh, before the games uh, against Montreal and um, yeah, it was very important to talk with the team. Uh, every player talked and say what what was bad, what was wrong and um, this kind of thing helped the team and since th- that time we are uh, we win so yeah, um, just the, the mentality for me just the mentality uh, everything changes with the, the mentality if you want to win the game to do everything to win the games with the team we have uh, we have a lot, lot of chance to, to do something else something good
0: yeah that's cool um, I just want to also ask about the um, in the Seattle game the fans yeah. because they really turned up and watching it over here in the UK it it was a fantastic um, performance, not just from you guys on the pitch, but from everyone in the stadium. Um, did you guys feel that when you were out there for those ninety minutes?
4: Yeah, the, the atmosphere was very nice. The the, the supporters um, they are all the time with us, and uh, yeah, it was a, for me it was the the best, maybe the best night um, for, for for this year in uh, in DC. It was very good performance uh, for. For us and uh, the public was there as well, so yeah, it was incredible.
0: Yeah, um, would you go as far to say as um, that atmosphere has been the best you've ever played in? Um,
4: not maybe the best because uh, against Columbus was was great uh, last year for the for the playoff. Hmm. Um, there, there is a lot of games. The, the the crew, the the supporters there all the time with us. But when you uh, when you do a, a very good game, a very good team performance, and you have the crew behind you, and yeah. Everything is is great when it's
0: like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we've got the game against Red Bulls coming up this weekend. Um, The last time I had actually um, one of you guys on the uh, show, it was actually Steve Burman, and that was actually just before the Red Bulls game. So obviously you've played for uh, Red Bulls' other rival team, NYCFC. Um, Yeah. Do you feel like you've got an extra incentive to win this game, uh, playing for both rivals against them?
4: Yeah, but you know, it's all the time hard to play, to play there, uh, especially uh, in Hoboken. Um, they have a lot of support there as well, and uh, Red is, is a good team, especially at home. And for us, it's a very important game, like, like them, because uh, if we want to uh, to finish higher as, as we can, we uh, we need to win this game. And right now, our mentality is like that. Uh, we said just before the game, we want to win every game. So. The first forty-five minutes has to be for us, and uh, the last forty-five minutes has to be for us. So, this is the mentality um, we we need to uh, to to have for for this game because yeah, it's gonna be a tough game.
0: Yeah, um, and do you feel um, whether it's an added pressure? Obviously, it's coming up to the playoff run. Red Bulls, yeah. uh, one place below, with only a couple of points in it. Do you feel yeah. that again an extra incentive to open up the gap so we get that home tie in the playoffs? Uh, no 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 because
4: we we, we had the, the pressure before before Montreal and uh, I, I don't think we have a pressure right now because uh, uh, like we said we have the, the player of uh, um sure right now so we have to play this game like, like we played right now uh, uh, with uh, confidence and uh, uh, with the, the good mentality the desire to, to win the game and uh, we don't need to put uh, more pressure than, uh, than we have uh, to put
0: You've, I've got uh, a couple of people who wanted to ask wanted me to ask you some questions. So um, one person wants to ask me, obviously you've played for two different MLS teams now. So you've played for NYCFC and now you're playing for DC United. Yeah. Have you noticed a difference in approach um, with DC compared to when you were at um, New York City FC in terms of um, training, yeah. tactics and things like that?
4: Yeah, it's completely different because... Uh... Uh, first, um, when, I, when I went to, um, to, to New York, I didn't speak English at all, so it, it was not the, the, the same feeling for me, um, because right now, like, I can help the team like uh, like, uh, like I, I do right now, I can speak more with, with the team, so this is the third, first things. Uh, the other things was, um, the, the, the coach with New York was a European coach, so the mentality was completely different with our coach. Uh, the approach of the game, the approach of the, the, the tactic was uh, completely different. But it's good to um to be uh, to take part of those um, those um, different culture, you know, different approach. And um, yeah, it was different. But uh, I'm happy to to be here and uh, and um, see something else, you know.
0: Um, and with. Being, again this is going back to your NYC days um, one of my uh, friends who's also co-hosting on this particular show uh, Ken he wanted me to ask you what was it like playing on a baseball pitch at NYC FC
4: uh, it was it's strange, very strange <laughs> especially the, the first game uh, because yeah it's a baseball field but yeah uh... Like you can see when you, you watch a game in, in New York City, uh, there is a line from the, the baseball uh, uh, field. Uh, yeah, it's, it was very strange the, the, the first game. Um, but after that, yeah, you don't have a choice. So, yeah, but first, it's, it's very strange. And we, we, uh, we, we did well when uh, we, we played at home with, uh, with New York because uh, it's a small field and uh, it's difficult to play there yeah. for the, the team who play, play against New York. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um you started your career over in Belgium uh, from what I from what I remember um and obviously one of our little starlets, Chris Durkin, is now playing over there. Um what are the differences in style of play and do you think Chris will um do well whilst he's out there?
4: I hope I hope he deserves he's a, he's a he's a good a uh, good dude uh young you want to learn all the time uh... I talk a lot with him, and uh, when he when he said he said to me, I will go in, in Belgium. Um, uh, I was very 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 happy. Very, very, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was very happy for him because uh, he is he, not is is another approach, he's another culture, and uh, to um, I think it he will help him to uh, to grow. So, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good experience for him.
0: Yeah, and obviously for yourself. Um... <laughs> making the trip the other way around. Obviously, yeah. you've already mentioned that you didn't speak any English, but how was that transition? Um, and did you have any other issues, obviously, apart from the language barrier? Yeah,
4: for, for me, my first year was, uh, was, was, was difficult um, because uh, we travel a lot. Uh, the weather was very, very hot. It's not like that in Europe, especially in, in the summer. For, for me, was was... Uh, was completely different and yeah, like i said i didn't speak english at all when i came so it was hard but uh, i didn't have a choice to uh, to learn uh, quickly uh, quick so in the end yeah it's, it's a great great experience and I'm, I'm very very happy to to be here in us um i think it's a it's bad choice in my best choice in, in my life uh, for for my family for me uh, and we are very happy to be
3: to be here
0: No, oh, that's that's really nice to hear that um <laughs> Lastly, I've only got one last question for you, um, which is about the Red Bulls game this weekend. Are you able to give um, our listeners any insight on how we will approach that game and how do you think we will actually finish in that game? Uh,
4: um, Yeah, like I said, it it, it will be a tough game, so uh, why now, We don't know yet how we're going to play this game, but... uh, uh, we, uh, we will need to, uh, to be compact uh, Very compact Because it's a, it's a big field And um, they try to, to stretch the, the, the field And make uh, the, the space between our line uh, um, bigger So yeah First we have to be compact And, uh, and, and very strong And uh, if we are compact And very strong defensively If the organization is good We will have a chance to, um, to, to score So uh, yeah I think this is the, the, the first
0: plan Compact and, uh, and uh, together yeah, actually, I've got I've got one last proper question. Um, how yeah. far do you think we will uh, go in the uh, playoff run? Seeing as we have got a guaranteed place, can we go all yeah. the way?
4: Yeah, hopefully uh, we're gonna do some something else than, than the playoff. Like I said, uh, uh, when we uh, secured the, the the playoff spot, what that means the, the playoff spot. Of of course, it's a good achievement, but uh, in the end, that means nothing. If you do the playoff and that's it, uh, doesn't make sense. We have to. Uh, we we must want something more um to to be part uh, to take part of the, the club history we want to uh, to do something else with the team we have uh we have the the opportunity to do something more than uh, than the playoff spot so we have to think like that to be focused on uh, every game and uh, give uh, give everything for every game and uh, we're going to we're going to have a big chance to to do something
0: fantastic that's what i like to hear that's what we need um... yeah
4: but it's, it's true because the playoff that means nothing if you, if you think
0: about that mm-hmm. um in the end of your career you,
4: you won't say okay i did the playoff with this team with this team I, I didn't do the playoff so no um we want more and we have a team right now uh we have the same uh, um uh, feeling and uh, the um, the same mentality right now and we want to go in the, in the same way so yeah hopefully we're gonna do something else than the the split up, play up uh,
0: spots no, absolutely and I think we're coming into some really good form at the right point in the season because with the playoffs for me the form is the key point isn't it Um, you've got to start winning those games right at the end of the season so you can pick up that nice bit of form get that one over the whoever it is we're going to end up playing and win the Eastern Conference and win that MLS Cup I hope I
4: hope uh, is the reason why we have to keep the, the momentum so right now we have three, we won 3 games uh, uh, with a 3 clean sheet. we are in the good form so we have to keep the momentum and uh, let's see what's happened in the future but I hope our future will be will be great
0: yeah well my fingers are crossed um, and I am quietly confident because for 2019 I will say this now I've been so impressed with yourself um, you I've been absolutely brilliant I feel um, you're a bit of an unsung hero and you deserve a heck of thank a lot more praise I am now nicknaming you Brickwall Brian. <laughs> thank you thank you very much <laughs> um, but I, I feel I, I feel good and uh, you know
4: um, some some people say "Yeah, uh, how old are you right now I say yeah 34 but you are like a, a young man but yeah it's true because uh, it's, it's my passion you know I think every game for me is, is a pleasure I want to play every game like uh, it's my last game so um, I play like a young man because I, I like that it's my 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 sport so yeah yeah uh, I hope I will I will keep going like that and uh, help the team to uh, to do well
0: yeah I, I've like I said I've got the utmost confidence and um, not just yourself but the entire team so um thank you for taking the time out of your free day um it's been an absolute pleasure good luck for this weekend pleasure as well um thank you very much and like I said good luck for the rest of the season so once again thank you Fred thank you very much I appreciate it have a lovely day you too, bye bye cool, so that was the Fred Briant interview, um, once again thank you for Fred be- being on the show it's always a pleasure to get a player on and actually speaking to us because here I am, in a spare room in the United Kingdom doing a podcast and they really don't have to take their time out but it was his free day and he was with his kids in the park and he's Being on the phone to me, so thank you so much for that. Um, so let's talk about the Seattle game. Um, Sarah Ken, um, absolutely fantastic performance, but not just from the players on the pitch, but from the fans as well, wasn't it? It was the atmosphere was just incredible. Um, Sarah, how was it being there?
1: It was unbelievable being at Audi Field on Sunday night. I was having kind of a sense of deja vu flashing back to. The 2018 season, our playoff match in 2018, it was one of the first times in quite a long time that all of the supporters in the stadium were getting up on their feet, were cheering. I mean, when we saw Captain Wayne Rooney subbed off during the match, he received a standing ovation. And just the participation from the supporters was tremendous. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen in some video on social media, DC United's doing a new kind of light show at the beginning and different parts of the match. And it's it really adds something to the atmosphere. It's a lot of fun. It was just a great, great match.
0: Yeah, um, those lights, um, they... It was a bit odd um, watching it on TV, and it was unusual, especially from... The kind of experience that I have from being, coming to the games over here in the UK, um, where we don't really get that. So, what was, do you know what the influence was from that, and where have they got that idea from?
1: I'm actually not sure where this idea has come from. I'd love to know. And it doesn't read, I think, quite the same way on television, but definitely in person, it's a great experience. I was a little skeptical because I was thinking, you know, okay, maybe a light show, it's going to be a bit campy, but it was really nice.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I even I really enjoyed it, and I was watching, but I thought it was really cool It's something different, you know? Sometimes you'll get, like, fireworks, but... We were able to see this on the broadcast, and it was kind of, you know, I don't know, cool, different idea. And uh, I honestly, I guess I didn't even know that this was possible at, at Audi Field, so I thought it was pretty cool. It, it really was. So uh, I, I think we're all in agreement that the
0: efforts off the pitch, and including the fans, that was fantastic. Um,
2: But who who was your star man for the uh, game, Ken? Um, yeah, I mean, I was ranting and raving about how I thought, you know, Segura was playing uh, really, really well. Um, Maybe not uh, the star star, but I mean, I really want to give him a shout out because I thought he did really, really well. But uh, honestly, I mean, Bill Hamid um, kind of, uh, I don't know, it's hard to say he's underrated because he's consistently talked about as one of the best in the in you know the the country honestly so but some of those saves and and stuff were, were really impressive yeah and when you think there was again um
0: there weren't that many shots on target so to be honest he didn't have a huge amount of work to do so when he was called upon he did the job magnificently um what did you make of the game sarah and who was yours uh, star man
1: oh my goodness so ilisa segura Definitely on fire, definitely an underrated player who's come into his own. I thought Tito Rodriguez put up a tremendous match. Obviously, Fred Briant put up a great match and he was honored for it, which I'm always happy to see, but really just a fantastic team effort. And I was really (laughs) happy, surprised in a good way. To see that Ben Olsen made timely substitutions that had incredible impact. It really made a world of difference in this match for me.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, his first was the 70th minute, if I remember rightly.
1: Mhm. He brought Quincy on to uh, torture Seattle a bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Quincy King, he has just been absolutely phenomenal. But I just want to kind of talk about the fact that this was our third win in a row which is the first time we've actually accomplished that this season Uh, but not only that it was the third shutout in a row which is the second time we've done that this season but for the first time ever we've won three games and kept three clean sheets in each game Um, so I think we need to uh, say congratulations to the team for that
1: brilliant effort really brilliant effort from the team
2: one might say a brilliant effort. Oh. Maybe. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. He went there. He went there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think you know, if we have a different goalkeeper, um, we don't get that. If we have different uh, b- uh, back line, we also don't get that. I think we also need to, obviously, brilliant and Bernbaum played well. But, I mean, also, uh, Knauss in that kind of weird-for-him role at the right back there, but kind of becoming more of his spot um, really, really solid. I thought, yeah, he's been absolutely phenomenal in that position in the three, those three
0: games that we've uh, had and playing there. So, I, for me, I'm a big fan of it. Um, I've been impressed with how he's done. His positioning sense was fantastic in the last game. In um, the first two, it was a, it was for me, he was being a bit too central. But in the last game, he was so much better. Um, going forwards, he's not your traditional attacking fullback. Um, but his passing is absolutely brilliant. So those crossfield balls or those passes down the wing to Segura, um, he's been absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, the back line, absolutely spot on. Um, long may that continue.
1: You know, it was pretty brilliant, though. The first half, I mean, his passing accuracy was like at 90%, 46 touches on the ball, four tackles. Just unreal.
0: And that's what you need from a uh, d- uh, defender in general is just that consistent getting those tackles in and then being able to clear the ball but actually even finding your man because long many times we've seen the season from dc in the second half of the games where we bunker down inside our own box clear it it falls to the opposition and we're just literally just getting bombarded so the fact that can now can find us man fantastic I know I was going uh, to, and I said to you guys before the show, I was going to um, introduce the next interview, but I, I actually want to talk to you guys about the Red Bulls game first. Um, how are we going to do this weekend, guys?
1: Ooh, so I'm going to keep on the optimism train. We've been doing great on the road, coming off a fantastic win. We've got the three clean sheets, three victories. Morale is high. We have a system working for us at the moment, and... You know what? I'm going to say we go up to New Jersey and we take our points. And we're going to lock down that home playoff match. That's how I'm feeling about it. So, I don't know. Ken's going to be up there. So
2: <laughs> Yeah. I'll be there. I'm I'm not that nervous about it. I think we're going to win because, you know, like Sarah mentioned, our away form is pretty good for, for an MLS team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we... You know, we lost to them uh, in the last game. Rooney got that red card. Um, I I think we're going to want revenge for that, to be honest. And I think the position that we're in, and, and they're in too, is that whoever wins this game is more likely to get, I mean, by far more likely to get the uh, the home home game. And that could be the difference between an MLS Cup or no MLS Cup. So I think we go up there um, and, and take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And... We could actually um, confirm that home tie at the end of the weekend because, depending on how Toronto do in midweek, um, if they don't win and then we beat the Rebels, then yes, we've actually got that um, home tie confirmed, and then that will more than likely confirm the rest of the playoffs for the Eastern Conference. So, you never know. At the end of this weekend, we can go into that Cincinnati game and I'll just have a bit of fun against them.
1: That match is going to be a blast. I'm excited. (laughs) Nice season ender there.
0: I I don't think we could have picked a better... Well, we obviously didn't pick it, but I don't think it could have been a better end to the season. Um, You've got that rivalry game, and then you've got that Cincinnati game, which is just going to be a nice way to... Well, it's not going to be an end to the season, is it? Because we've obviously got the playoffs to come, so we want that season to continue for that little bit longer, don't we? I...
1: I misspoke. and to the regular season. There we go. That's because awesome, we all know we're going to make a nice deep playoff run. We're ready.
2: Yeah, we better. I mean, uh, I was talking to Sarah earlier. I'm like, we we better beat Cincinnati too. I mean, uh, that's one of the worst teams to to play in in our league, uh, pretty much ever. So, they've they've conceded over seventy goals. Um, so, we, we better be able to get a few in there.
0: Conceding over 70 goals, and yet Chicago couldn't get one. <sighs> I mean, it's. I mean, to be honest, Cincinnati—they've not actually done that badly recently, from what I remember and seen. I'm just actually going to look at their form guide right now whilst we speak, but uh, they've uh, they've picked up a couple of scalps this season. Um, they've only won. They've only lost once in the last three games. Believe it or not.
1: What is kind of scary? You know, it is MLS. Anything can happen, but I'm hoping our predictions come to be and we take a nice, easy win on that match.
2: Yeah, and I I wonder if those Cincinnati results are less about them and and more about the the teams kind of drying up uh, here. I think a lot of the teams, beyond teams that have played Cincinnati and uh, not gotten a result, but also, like, you know, the LAFC slowing down, um, Atlanta kind of seems to be... Uh, they've kind of been up and down a lot. So, I don't know. A lot of teams are kind of slowing down or, or really uh, feeling maybe a little burnt out and stuff. So, I don't know if it's necessarily more of a, a Cincinnati thing or another the other teams. Um, but, I don't know. DC is peaking at the right time. So, that, that's pretty much what, all we can ask for.
0: No, absolutely. we need. That's the whole thing about uh, playoffs. And I briefly spoke about it with um, Fred. Yeah. Um, it's all about momentum going into the playoffs and whoever's got the best momentum is going to come out on top and when you look at sort of recent games you look at lafc did you know they've not won one game in the last five
1: and they've drawn the last three
0: yeah so their momentum suddenly just dropped off the edge of a cliff you've uh atlanta um they've lost two and won two in the last four games so they're a bit up and down at the moment. Um who else are up there? And NYCFC they they've only won one in the last three games but obviously they're on a really good long streak at the moment. Um but then that's what happened to us at the uh end of last season we only didn't get make it past the first round of the playoffs. Um you've obviously got ourselves we're doing incredibly well now. Um you've also got You've also got the uh, our next opponents, Red Bulls, who are um, they're unbeaten in the last two and they've kept two clean sheets as well. So this next game, I reckon, will decide who will win the MLS Cup.
1: Ooh, that's quite the prediction.
2: Yeah, that's a little aggressive. I don't, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> it, it could be something. Yeah, where it, it is the difference maker for sure. Yeah, there's
0: both sides have been great defensively um in the last few games you've got they're coming into a bit of form um we will hear what my actual prediction uh, for this next game is uh, in the interview coming up shortly um but before we do um let's hear your prediction Sarah again so who shall we pick oh. let's go with Sarah let's let's hear your prediction for this game
1: and i'm just going to put out there the last time i did make a prediction i didn't do half bad so nobody can blame me. <laughs> I,
0: you're, you're on a roll now, aren't you? Oh, uh,
1: I don't know about that. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm pretty superstitious. But I do think we are going to go up to n- New Jersey, and we're going to take our points, and we're going to come back home and just have a great match against Cincinnati. So, I say we win. I mm-hmm. would say two to one, or two to zero.
0: You, you, you might even let them have a goal.
1: I might let them have a goal just to make them feel a little bit better.
0: Fair enough. you got to ease their pain of their smell at the moment. Um, Ken, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Yeah, I don't think they're getting a goal, to be honest. Uh, I think we're going to go up there. We're going to, you know, really, really play really well. Uh, I think we got them 3-0. Oh, I like that confidence. That, 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 is, that is ballsy. Let's put it that way. Well... You also have to remember that I'll be there. So uh, does that change your mind? Are you betting?
1: Are you betting on the match, Ken? No,
2: no, no, no. You're not going to bet 5K on it then? No, no, jeez, no. (laughs) Maybe only 3K this time. (laughs) Yeah, well, listen, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be cheering. And, you know, if that doesn't change your mind, I don't know what will.
0: I, I really do hope you enjoy that game because there'll be nothing better than being that, that fan from who supports DC living in New York city and just going, yeah, we're the best team here.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what this smells about, to be honest. Oh. Um, I might do like some kind of live Instagram, something with the live smell when I get off the train. I don't know. I'm thinking about <laughs> it.
1: Scratch because and sniff have. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's grim. That is grim. Um, so that, is kind of the preview from you guys um I'm now going to head over to um, the interview that I did with Ronnie of Red Bull New York UK um, so let's tune in let's hear what um, we had to say previously So as I said I have got the chap who is the UK New York Red Bulls uh, lead? account i would say um from what i've seen online he's part of the mls uk community alongside myself and many many other people um uh, so i would like my guest to introduce yourself
5: yes uh, i'm ronnie I'm from london and head up the rbny uk page been going for a couple of years now we've been trying to we've been slowly growing our thing strength in the uk and i've met, recently made a trip over to well new jersey to see the red bulls in action so getting to meet a load of people there and getting the message out across. And it's now great to be seeing the uh, MLS UK growing, obviously connecting with DC for yourself, LA, everywhere. Just nice to see the MLS community growing in the UK. So as I say, obviously we're the a, we're a rivals here, but no matter who you support, everyone's welcome.
0: Absolutely. And that's it. I think that's the, the big thing about the MLS UK community is that, Yes, we do have rivalries and rivalry weeks are fantastic, but we all get along, I think, don't we?
5: Oh, yeah. I was very surprised when, obviously, Elliot came along with the idea to begin with. I was a bit, like, I wonder how it works, but it's, it's I would say it's actually turned into a, a very good group of friends as well. That It's nice because not many people you know are watching the MLS and you've always got someone who's going to be awake at some time watching football, so... It's always a good one to have a conversation, and everything with as well, not just football or like other bits as well, but it's yeah. much, much, much better now. We know, oh, you can have a bit of a laugh and joke as well. It's quite enjoyable, I'd say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been fantastic so far for 2019, and I I can only see 2020 getting bigger and better for us. I
5: reckon. Oh, massively! I'm very excited by hopefully the more growth and everything. Who knows? With the MLS might slowly start to recognize us more and more they've done it they're growing with the european base i can guarantee that but hopefully someone in an office somewhere in america might slowly turn around and think oh might have to take more attention to these this group of people who are staying up to silly o'clock to watch american <laughs> games
0: yeah we were just obviously just talking before we started recording about this kind of the west coast games because they're ridiculous o'clock and um just for the guys who are listening
5: what was the the latest time latest kickoff you had um last latest one i've ever had was 4 a.m over in uk and i think it was actually a wednesday night as well so well thursday morning <laughs> and i had work the next day at half eight so yeah there wasn't much rest break in between the game and uh, actually going to work
0: oh did you not have a nap before the game I
5: I had I I managed half hour but then I was thinking if I fall asleep I might miss the game so I was a bit too minded so I was just like oh well I'll catch on catch up and sleep another night
0: (laughs) oh man was it worth it as well did you guys win
5: actually I think I think in the end it was a draw but I was like I wanted to experience one of the like big west coast game being awake for it as I'd love to start for every single one but sometimes especially if it's a west coast trip like we had last week with Seattle and Portland it can get a bit too much but at the end of the day no one's paying me for doing it so it's out of pleasure so I'll do it anytime really yeah absolutely
0: I think that's what has been fantastic is the fact that there has been so many of us who do this out of pleasure Mm. Um, it's not extra work that we take on it is just an absolute fantastic hobby that we have and it's just been superb. Um, so I've obviously brought you on to speak about the the game this weekend, but I've got a few yeah. questions for you before that. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, obviously you're a, you're a Brit supporting an MLS team, but what made you support Red Bulls?
5: So, funny enough, it was a literally a case of I turned on Sky. Is it on the ESPN when I start first? And the game I watched was funny enough. It was DC United versus Red Bulls. And. It was literally a case of, I thought, oh, right, I've watched these two teams, so I'm going to pick one. And because my English team is Arsenal, and that day they were playing in red and white Red Bulls, so I thought, oh, I'll just go for Red Bull. So we could have been talking about a very, very different story if uh, they weren't playing in red and white that day. Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's quite interesting. Can you remember what the result was for that I game? Think, I think it was a two-all draw in D.C., I think it must have been, oh, I can't remember any years ago. but it was a two-all draw. Because I remembered, I thought, oh, it's quite a good game of football this one. And I think, and then I watched the game after it, after it. And I think that was nil-nil. So I was like, yeah, I'll definitely go for one of the first two teams.
0: <laughs> it's amazing what we do and how we actually get around to supporting these teams. Because I know speaking to the likes of Elliot and Taylor, and it's things like that's just where they ended up in America. And I think. Um, is it Henry who yeah. just passed through Atlanta Airport, and that's how he's decided to associate himself with Atlanta yeah. United? It yeah. is crazy. Um, so you set up, When was the? When did you actually start doing the UK New York Red Bull stuff then?
5: So I kind of I was always following along before on like my other main account, but then I actually set out. I think has been I think it must have been about three or four seasons ago now. So it's been a slow, slow picking up. And then I've really noticed over the past, like this season, especially the growth and the actual, you don't realise until you start talking to a load of people in America that they actually are really supportive of trying to grow the fan base. And I think now I've spoke to quite a few, I've got some good friends who I speak to all the time now. So it's amazing how you can fit this community, which would never exist if you, wouldn't have just gone that extra mile and gone out of our way, created our groups just to join people together. But I don't know if you're from the south or north at the end of the day of Britain, could be in Scotland, Northern Ireland, Wales, wherever. But I've met some lovely people and I thought, wow, if I never would have just that day thought, oh, I'll create an account to follow Red Bulls that you meet these people. And then obviously it's people say oh, why why do you do it and all this? But I'm like, it's actually, it's more than just the community now. You've got friends in America, you've got friends over here and it's actually just a really nice vibe to be a part of and something what's growing and hopefully we could be a bit of a, I would say maybe like a trailblazer in the fact of getting the MLS over to this country a bit more would be lovely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how many, do you know roughly how many people you've actually got supporting yourself for doing this uh, from the UK?
5: Yeah, so we've I've known, especially from the UK I've known about ten of us. So me and one other Luke who I've got in contact with. <clears throat> is, excuse me, quite early on in the RBN. Okay, yeah, we're current. I was currently like thinking about going maybe with a podcast for ourselves or a blog or anything. But my laptop's just buggered up. Uh-huh. So we're just I'm I'm looking into like taking it the next step now because I've taken inspiration from like what you're doing for example which I think is brilliant because you get that audience a bit more so I think I'm going to be talking in depth with quite a few other people even some in America that I've been speaking to maybe about like doing a podcast for the Red Bulls or even just a football one in general and having a few of the guys on from all the different teams maybe I think so I think I'm going to try and talk to a few more people get them on board and then try and spear it on a bit more hopefully
0: oh well, good luck for that that's and I I, I... I'm quite pleased that you've taken inspiration. That's 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 made me happy. That one that was really cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, podcast-wise, that would be fantastic. I mean, I listen to all sorts of podcasts. So even though you are a rival team, I will more if you do do it, I'll happily tune in and listen to what you guys have got to say about oh, yeah. what you what's happening over in uh, New Jersey. It's um, always,
5: always keep your enemies that bit closer, ain't it? That's what yeah, it. Just that. so you know what's going on.
0: Keep your friends close but your enemies <laughs>
5: yeah. closer, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so, how has for Red Bulls, how has 2019 been compared to previous seasons?
5: Obviously last year we had the support Shields so it was a very good regular season. It's been a bit patchy, I think that's the best way to put it. Obviously, Armas has been under a load of pressure over late to get results but at the end of the day, I was, I was saying to someone the other day, I was like, yes, we've not been as good, but we've we've won the supporters' shield and then and gone into the playoffs and then not produced. So maybe going from another perspective, like having a bit of a purple patch and then going into the playoffs, you can maybe kick yourself through it a bit more. Last, we've got our first back-to-back wins at the last two games since um, the, end of, well, the end of May going into June. So hopefully the form is picking up just as... As we need it for the postseason, but it's there's been there's been positives. Obviously, losing Tyler Adams was a massive blow because he's not an easy player to replace. But I think there's positives to take and there's negatives to take. But at the end of end of the day, I always say if you're in the postseason, then you can start a new season and hope that it's better the post than the actual regular season.
0: And that's it. And as you touched on there, um, with the the form side of things, the back-to-back wins, the postseason is all about the form. It's not about really where you finish in the league table. It is how much you're getting into that uh, into that form. Um, and for ourselves, we've, we're on a three-game win streak. We're on three shutouts in a row as well, uh, which is the first time we've done three shutouts and won for the first time in MLS history for us, which is fantastic. So we're coming into that form as well so it is going to really be a fantastic game this weekend and yeah. just before I, um, I came on I had an email through something the kickoffs being brought forward for us
5: I've just I literally just had to think I was, I had it all planned my diary for the weekend I was like right and then I had a game starting then and then got a message from someone was like oh they've changed I was like oh great got to change everything now for the weekend it's <laughs> like so not missing that one so I've told everyone who I had plans with right like, that don't matter. else has come up, so, <laughs> so
0: it's, it's bad. I've done that as well. It's like people are like, "Do you want to come out or anything?" I'm like, "Um, there's a DC game on. I'm gonna watch that instead. I'm really sorry,
5: but yeah, I've, I've said that to multiple." Oh, it's Red Bulls. What's on? What's on? What's that? Yeah. I'm like, "No, don't worry about it. I'll teach you about that another time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> teach you about it in the in the club season. We'll be fine." Plenty of time yeah. then. Um, so yeah, so we're for for you guys that are listening in. Um, the DC Red Bull game, or I should say, the Red Bull DC game, is kicking off. It's ten thirty. Is it ten thirty? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll probably be ten thirty eight or something daft like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. TV broadcasters and all that. Um, that's the UK time, so it will be five thirty-ish um, in the US and whatever time wherever else you are in the world because believe it or not i've got people listening from places like myanmar um korea it's just absolutely mental <laughs>
5: yeah that's brilliant ain't it we would have um, thought that the whole world would be getting along with the old mls ain't it
0: yeah Who would have it, it's just absolutely crazy um so obviously we've got that game of the weekend. But I do also want to talk about the previous game um, that only happened recently. Um, what did you make of the result and the New York bef- and the Red Bull performance at the game at Audi Field? It's
5: one of those that obviously we could play better. I think, I think this season, especially that like I was, I was comparing it to the like the New York game to some River Derby games as well. Is that we're very hit and miss at the moment. And we can have a 10, 15 minute spell where everyone's playing really well, but then at the end of the day, we, as I said, we can save our best performances when we need it. But that one at Aldi Field, for example, it was one of them that you look look back on and you can say, right, there was positives. But at the end of the day, it's will we recreate a performance like that on Sunday? I think. I think it'd be a very tasty game. I don't think they'd be sitting back on their morals, uh, laurels either team. So I think I think it might actually be quite a close, similar game to that first one, uh, to the last one, sorry. And um, I think it's, I don't think it'd be a runaway for either team. Personally, thinking I think it'd be a close game. No, neither team. Both teams are looking at the playoff picture, thinking we need to get that higher seed so i i think it will be a tight game obviously with both teams respectively on playing well and both both coming off a row of shutouts so the defense of both teams will be looking at it thinking what they could have done better from that first uh, their last game so it should be an interesting watch i think yeah i totally agree it's
0: going to be a very good game and i i know from the last game against seattle where i really don't know where this performance came from but we just it reminded me of how we start the season off with a high press and just being in the faces of the opposition and just doing whatever we can to get the ball back. It was a fantastic performance. Um, so hopefully we can bring that to uh, the Red Bull Arena and because it for us as a, from a DC point of view the biggest failing we've had is being on the road. We've we've nicked wins mm-hmm. here and there. We've got some good ties as well, but. The performance has been very defensive and will allow you to have 20, 30 shots on goal, but you you still won't score against us kind of feeling. Mm. Um, I don't want that because it makes it for a boring game.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, definitely for, for us, normally the fortress well, is Red Bull Arena, but this year has been all, one of the worst seasons we've had. At the and A lot of people have got inspiration from the results this year and thought, oh, if we get at the Red Bulls, we can nix them like yesterday, for example, against the Union. They had chances. All right, we won in the end, two, 2 nothing, but they had chances. And I think, obviously, both teams will probably set up defensively thinking, as long as we don't lose this game, but obviously, at the end of the day, we're going to have to attack you. We need we need the three points. So, so do you, in all respect, but like the draw for you is like, if it was like an 0 tie for you, it take, you take a load of inspiration from that, especially coming to Red Bull Arena just before the playoffs. But the boost, what it will give the team, whoever wins on Sunday, could be vital, I think, going into that postseason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it will, I reckon, whoever wins might even go on to win the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, because that the form that both teams will take from that will just, be or send the confidence sky high, and they'll have that feeling that no one can stop them. Um, especially when you've got um of Martinez now out of, out for the rest of the season.
5: Yeah, that was Sven. I, I respect him because of how good he is of a player, but for us as a opposition fan, it was big news because he's very, very good player. And, um loads of occasions when he's come up against us he's shown us what kind of the striker he is so obviously you hate it for the league to see such a good player miss him but at the end of the day if you come up against atlanta without Martins, you've got a much better chance than if he was playing there
0: yeah so. absolutely absolutely um i want to talk about one particular decision from the previous game and that was that penalty that you guys got
5: I thought that might make an appearance in on this one.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I I can see from both points because um, at one angle it looks like um, Rodriguez has um, tapped your player in the ankle, mm. but then it takes quite a few steps for your player to go down, and it looks yeah. like actually did he did he touch him or did he not? Um, I was surprised that the decision didn't go for a review. Um, because I'm I'm a fan of that every penalty and every sending off should be reviewed no matter what. Yeah. Um, what did you make of that decision? Do you do you agree with what I've just said there, or are you of the opinion that it was clearly cut penalty?
5: I, I, I always look from it from a perspective that if that was at the other end, I would be you've got to review it one hundred percent. At the end of the day, I know obviously getting the decisions a massive boost and everything, but you want it to be fair at the end of the day and I don't know like where is in the Premier League over here It was they, they look at all penalties and that's fair because you know that if they look at it there's because there's a grey area without even when it first happened I was a bit like I thought in the heart of it and like just pasting it again I was like oh penalty and then you look back it and I'm like like that's why I thought I was waiting for him to say oh it's going to a video review when that didn't happen I was shocked I thought i thought it was a a very soft one yeah very soft but and over a season do they balance each other out probably they do but it's got to be a case of where the video review they've got the technology and they've got the referees so if he would have looked at that the referee i think he might have changed his mind personally speaking i'm happy he didn't but i'd like to see him review everything because it's just as i always say if that was say for example long making the tackle in the other box i'd be like well we've got to review that ref so it's only fair that when you get a decision that you're critical of it as well
0: yeah you're gonna look for look at it from both sides of the coin avenue oh 100 so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you you think that because that makes life um a lot better and it's it's never good when you just talking to a fan who just uh, it's very um, tunnel-minded and tunnel-sighted. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you said that. Um, so for this weekend's game, who should the DC United fans be looking out for um, and who will be the key players for you guys?
5: Especially after last night's performance, Josh Sims, we've gotten from Southampton, he's been on very good form. He's a very good player to watch. He's got that Premier League pace about him. He's good with the ball. He had an unsuccessful loan spell of in last year, which didn't materialise, but he just said they he wanted to play football. Red Bull's come in for him, and I think he's the one to watch mainly. Caceres Jr., also in centre of the park, likes to get on the ball, move with it. And obviously, BWP, don't think he will start the weekend. He's still getting over his injuries, and time has been limited. But then the main player to watch as well is Kaku. Gifted, talented with the ball, can find a man. It's just a case of who will start. But on form at the moment, the main guy would be Josh Sims, I'd say.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: And I, I know him from football manager, and he's always a cra- cracking player on that game.
5: Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. Yeah, he's been very happy how he's settled in so far.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to see that he's actually taking a gamble as well because you don't. Really, see too many English players making the jump across the pond. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head who actually has, and uh, obviously Wayne Rooney, David Beckham. Um, I'm just trying to think who else has actually made the yeah, jump.
5: We've had, we've, we've, been, we've had a few, obviously Bradley as well for us, yeah. but people, I think people have that mindset of this league is not as good as as it is but then they get to the league and you hear all the players once they get to you say oh it's actually standard it's much higher than we thought and the only way it's ever going to get to the high standards when actual professionals recognize it as the standards it should be recognise that
0: yeah yeah it's it's definitely an up-and-coming league um the pace of the game is actually really quick as well i found um, yeah since i've properly started watching it um week in week out and it's always good to see and it's there's it's very rare that you'll get a dull match in this league.
5: Oh, yeah. You can definitely get quite a high-scoring game. You can even have guarantee a four- or five-goal game every weekend, which is nice for the neutral when you're not involved in it. But, no, there's definitely a lot of... enjoy. Like, for example, when I watch the highlights for the MLS of the week, and I'm like, oh, it was two or three really good games this weekend, especially normally when LA FC or LA Galaxy are involved Free scoring games that they're normally really good ones to watch as well. And it's a shame that obviously Sky Sports have got MLS, right, but only show the one game or maybe the two, whereas now Premier, Premier Sports and Free Sports in the UK are showing it. gives gives us a lot more to be able to watch and enjoy the league.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, having those two channels has been phenomenal. Um, being able to catch up with pretty much every single game I think I've only had to watch two, maybe three DC games through streaming methods, uh, through things like Bet365 or Skybet. Um, yeah, so,
5: that's exactly the route i I do when we're not live on TV, but it's so much nice having a reliable source now for the TV over here.
0: Yeah, it is fantastic. And I tell you what, it's a lot better than being out in the States Um I don't know whether you're, you're aware, uh, for DC, we've got um, a TV deal with a company called Flow Sports,
2: All right.
0: and that's not gone down well, um, to, put it, to put it lightly. It's a streaming service, and for the game last night, at the start of the first 10-15 minutes, nobody could have watched the game.
5: Oh, well, yeah, I can see the problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and that's not the first time that's happened this season, but, you know, it, we've only got two more seasons after this with that company so hopefully it won't be much longer after that and and apparently MLS are going to take it in-house anyway so we shall see what happens with that.
5: shall be interesting.
0: yeah I mean I I can see that being a fantastic thing having it in-house um, and then being able to broadcast it in the right places at the right time and
5: yeah
0: yeah um I'm I'm for that um this is going to be a deaf question. Um, but if you had to put your money on on the result on Sunday,
5: what's your result gonna be? One all. One for One oh, I was not expecting that. I, I don't want to put too much. I think <laughs> coming off both teams coming off winning streaks, mm. it'd be a. I think it could be quite a cagey first half, and then second to, second half probably open up a bit more. But I, I I just see that both teams be pushing very hard, but. It might just come short, especially when the minds start. I know, obviously, being right near the postseason, minds start slowly doing like going, thinking, "Oh, I don't want to put that foot in just in case I get ruled out for the playoffs." So it's always a bit of a two-sided coin. Them games, like I've got to win it, but then they're like, "Do I want to risk that extra thing to get injured?" So it might be now. I've said one, or it probably be about four all or something. But (laughs) I'm going to go for a cagey affair.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with um, what you've said there. I do think I'm, we might get a few more goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't be too upset with a tie, um, especially from our point of view, because obviously we're currently above you guys in the league table, oh, yeah. so a tie would be good. So as long as we can avoid defeat, I'm happy with that. Um, but I think I think it might be too too all if we're. I reckon there would be more goals than that. I mean, granted, I know. Our defense has been absolutely solid this season, um, but yeah, I I'd, I'd be happy with two all. Yep, because that'd oh. be an entertaining game. Yeah,
5: yeah, I, I, it should be a should be a bit of a feisty one as well. Other than there'll be a few boots going in there and here and there, so yeah. should be one should be a good one for everyone to watch.
0: Oh, absolutely, it'd be interesting for um, for Felipe Martins, former. Red Bull player. Um, yeah. Cause he's, he's been good for us. I don't I don't, I don't know why you guys let him go.
5: Yeah, obviously we let him go up to Vancouver and then obviously come down to it. But he was always one of them, I don't think it's at points I had rumours here and there that it weren't given an agreement, like getting on well with coach and stuff and all that. I can't fault him because his determination on the pitch is second to none. He will run his socks off. And he's not, I can, he's not shy of a tackle or a shot. So he's a great player to have in your team. It's one of yeah. them that you don't want to be against, but you want him with you.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's been a tricky one for our fans as well because of that connection with the Red Bulls. Um, I, I speak to the fans week in week out, and and I'm always saying that, what, what, why are you so angry against them? And those. There was the tackle against um, Espindola, uh, where he ruled ruled him out for five months. Um, mm. And came out and said that he meant to do that as well, which didn't go down well. Yeah.
5: Um,
0: but it's kind of like that's in the past. Give him a second chance, and if mm. and I was say, what what would your opinion be of him if he was to score the winner to get to win the MLS Cup? And it's just like. They, they, they don't know what to say because it's kind of like, well, you kind of need to forgive them. So, but we shall see what happens this weekend. Um, should so, be, should be a good one. It should be a good one. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Um, My pleasure. It's been absolutely awesome. And it's nice to actually have another English voice on this podcast. <laughs>
5: um,
0: because that, I think you're the first Englishman that I've had on the, on here this season.
5: Oh, brilliant. I should get a little uh, award made up for that one. Hopefully I, hopefully it won't be the last appearance. I'll be very interested in joining whenever we come up against you or even any other times during the season.
0: Oh, absolutely. It'll be a pleasure to have you on. Um, so if my guys want to send some abuse to you, where can they find you?
5: they finally find me over to you at, at UK. You're, uh, you'll see me active a lot more during the games, obviously midweek as well. So I'll be watching out for some... DC hatred come away and I'll get some lined up just in case I fancy fire anything back or I might save it for after the game or just go offline for a couple of weeks just until the postseason kicks in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, like I said, thanks again for coming on. Thank you very uh, much. I'll speak to you soon. I'll
5: speak to you soon. Thank you.
0: So there you have it. There was my prediction. So uh, for Sarah and Ken, for your knowledge, I, I said I wouldn't be disappointed with a draw.
3: Ooh. I hate it. I hate it. Um, Sorry, yeah, James. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I hate
0: myself, but there, there is reason behind <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> now it's going to be like I'm repeating myself because I've just said it in that interview. But um, so the reason why I said I wouldn't be too disappointed with a draw, I mean, I will be disappointed in, to a fact, but um, one, I was just being nice to him. Um, and two, when you look at the table, we are still above. Um, we would still be above Red Bulls um, if we drew. We would still be in that commanding position. Um, they need the win more than we do. Um, so if we if we come away with a draw, it's not the end of the world. We've obviously got Cincinnati coming up the next game, which we should absolutely destroy them. But you know, if as long as we avoid defeat, that's kind of the worst case scenario out of a best case scenario i do see us winning if i'm honest it's i i do see rooney maybe he's getting it getting his goal and uh, setting that like the rest of the playoff season so that's how i'm actually going
1: i'd love to see that so much i just want to see rooney go out there and kind of take it back um
0: we're going to move on to the uh q a section now um are you ready for some questions because i've got quite a few oh i'm um, yeah. ready let's you ready? do it cool absolutely so uh, first one and uh, was actually sent to me via dm on twitter so thank you uh pilar wyman um the question is any insights of the fan versus mls to uh, to do of uh, political flags um did you see the united fronts and other dc antifa flags um unfortunately at odds with some of the fan behavior we heard about after the game which is sad to say super game otherwise so let's break it down. Um, any insights to the fan versus MLS over the political flags? Um, Sarah, I think you're probably going to be the best place to answer that question, I would say, if anyone's going to be good for it.
1: Um, I'll take a stab at it. So recently, MLS and the ISC did have a meeting over the flags and the fan code of conduct. And we're still kind of waiting for more information to come out about how there might be some perspective changes. Now, I can speak to the situation at the match on Sunday. So, I do know the creator of the Iron Front flag, one of our own, Doug. And they also had the big banner up for the United Front. And DC United's front office chose to not confiscate those, to not ask them to take them down. They were on display in the supporters section, no issues whatsoever. I didn't see or hear from anyone of any altercations. It was all very positive messaging. No one got in trouble. So I would say that's a very positive step forward. And I guess if we want to briefly touch on what happened after the match, again, we don't know all of the facts. We don't know responsible parties Yeah, There is an ongoing investigation. But what I will say is that incident did happen about an hour after the match ended, and it also happened outside the stadium after things had kind of shut down. And of course, you know, we're all adults, and we know that that kind of behavior is abhorrent. It's horrid. You shouldn't do it. So I'm really hoping they get to the bottom of it. And it is at odds with that unifying message that we had during the match, and I really—I don't know—I have a lot of friends in the Seattle fan base and a lot of people that I respect a lot. So, I'm sorry to them that they had that experience.
0: No, absolutely. It's um, the the whole thing was just a to me it was a bit of a shock because watching the club over the of the well over the last twelve months um, and over the last few years. I've never heard anything like that happen out of DC so it was a bit of a shock to hear it Um, and something I've not commented on on Twitter just because I feel like being over this side of the point and how their culture might be different over in in the States I don't know Um, I can't, for me I don't feel it's right for me to comment on the political side of things or what happened after the game I just, for me it's not right so um ken um i from from a fan base point of view um what have you what do you make of the whole political flag thing um what did you make of the dc stuff that happens in the game and in in the best words you can describe what do you think about what happens after the game as well
2: yeah, so that's a lot. Um, I think, you know, I was 100% fine with uh, how everything uh, during the game was handled with the flags and everything. I think it was good that um, there wasn't any confiscations. Uh, there wasn't any issues during the game. It was kind of like the message was there. It was fine. And, you know, kind of, I think, as most of us would predict, that nothing really was went wrong with it, right? Like, they left it alone. It was there. It was nice. People saw it. It was on the broadcast. Um, if you know, you know, it wasn't anything overtly political. I didn't think, you know, uh, e- e- even by I think the league's definition, which I'm not 100 percent sure on, but from what I can tell, you know, if, if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't know what it is probably anyway. Just a nice message, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was I was glad that they didn't just confiscate it. And potentially like cause more issues, and especially that no one got banned or anything for for something that was not not even like yeah not not a problem obviously. Uh, as for the stuff after the game, I mean, yeah, like you can't do that, and so we don't know all the details, so it's not maybe not the best thing for us to name anyone, anything, or anyone or anything like that until we have all the facts, but from from what has been alleged and from what we do know, I think uh, we have to be better. I think we should be a safe city to come to. We should be a safe club to be in. Uh, and we should, you know, take it upon ourselves to make sure the away supporters have a good time, feel welcomed and, you know, are safe, even if they're not right at the stadium. I uh, absolutely totally agree with that. Um, for me, just one thing I would just want to, add
0: to that is as fans and we should be treating other people how we would expect to be treated um i can't think of any reason why you would go and go and attack someone um just for whatever reason it is whether it's because of their political views or for the team that they support that should never happen i see it annoyingly so often over here in this country in the in the uk um and it's so frustrating that fans have to be segregated. It shouldn't be like that. It's not like that in any other sport that I know of. I go to a rugby union game. I can be in the, I can be in the stands, sat next to the opposite, or stood next to the opposition fans, and we'd be having a good joke on, having a bit of a, bit of a barmy army kind of thing, and all that jazz. And yeah, um, I struggle to understand why that had happened. Um, moving on because that that was that was kind of, was a bit heavy, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but yeah. we have to talk about yeah. it, right?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think we've we've covered those point that point, and I think we've done the right thing in terms of talking about it and getting it out there. And hopefully, people out there when they do listen to this podcast, they will they will agree with it. um So, next question has um, come in. Uh, uh, Twitter name is Wonkfooty. Um, or uh, yep, I know that was a bit strange. Um, but he's not the first time it's he's uh, messaged in. Um, if you want to find him on Twitter, um, his uh, actual t- Twitter handle is at Galigo Scott. Um, uh, Um, and he said uh, DC played as well as, as we thought they would at the start of the season. Pressing the midfield, holding the ball, aggressive attacks. But still, with a solid defendant, not perfect, but worlds apart from the previous three months' form. Suddenly, we're winning three in a row. Um, there's no question. That, that was just a thought that he wanted to um, express. I, I lo- I love that. I th- Do you agree that is how we would expect to be playing, considering how we started the season?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this is more um, how we expect to play. I think everyone worked extremely hard, which is something. I think some of the times we don't always see um, I think everyone really really is giving it their all they're in the right mindset I think Um, and I think it also helps you know you have things like subs coming on and making impacts not in the 87th minute but in the 70th or whatever Um, so yeah I think once a lot of that you know dirty laundry was aired and and they kind of had that latest um, clearing the air discussion I think they were able to move on and kind of get into the right mindset, which I think is the the actual key here. And I think coming off of last year, it was very easy to get to still be in that winning and, and confident mindset. But it seems like we're back at it and we're peaking at the right time. So, uh, yeah, this is what I expect.
1: And, you know, I'm 100 percent on what Ken is saying and also... It's kind of like one of those things you start strong and you finish strong and yeah you're going to maybe struggle a bit in the middle of the season and you have a lot of kind of moving pieces a lot of shuffling and i definitely agree once we kind of reset our mentality we're right back we're finding our identity again and finding who we are so the play's expected it's amazing i hope we can keep this right on up
0: yeah um to be honest I've got nothing to add to what um, both of you have said there it is fantastic to see that we are suddenly back on form that last clear the air talk I mean we've heard that happen before during the season um, and it didn't have the expected impact so whether that actually happened previously in the season that we'll never know but that last clear the air talk and and actually Fred did talk about that last clear the air talk and he said that about how some truths were said, Sam, between the players. So it's more of a player meeting rather than the coach being there. Um, that has obviously um, had the right impact. It's cleared the air as it was supposed to have done, and everyone's on the same page. So long, as you said, Sarah. Long may it continue.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's just so important that um, I mean, especially considering that Fred said that, like, if there are you know. Conscious or subconscious or issues within a team, whether it be a soccer team or a team at a, you know, nine to five job or anything like that, like that's not going to be as effective of a team as you could possibly have. And so being on the same page, working for each other and doing the small things for each other. And uh, that's where you get the success. And that's where you get uh, you're able to overcome potential deficiencies um, or able to multiply each other on the field. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, have you got anything else to add to that, Sarah?
1: I think that's spot on.
0: Cool. We're going to move on to voice messages that have been sent, in the bit I love, because um, <laughs> I, I, I just think it's absolutely insane that you guys out there who are listening will actually take the time and actually send in a voice message, um, which means you get to be on the show alongside us. So, um, Rithik Patel, who's not the, it's not the first time uh, Rithik's actually sent a voice message in. Um, but they've sent two messages, and so it's kind of a two-part of this one. So I'm gonna play the first one. We'll answer that one, and then we'll play the second one. So here we go.
3: Hi, James. This is Rithik. Um, I have a question that I want to ask you about uh, Luciano Costa. Do you think he'll regain his place back into the starting eleven? Uh, since you know Bennett Olsen wants players that are hardworking and have a defensive side to their game, which Lucho
0: doesn't really have So um, Lucho Acosta, Will he be back in the starting 11 Sarah yes or no
1: Um, Questionable I think there is A good opportunity during the playoff run That yes he will be back In that starting 11 But it depends how he fits into the system Against whichever team we're playing
2: Ken Lucho back yes or no If if we make it past one one or two rounds of the playoffs, uh, fr- from now until then, I think he will start at least one game. <laughs> I don't know. Does that does that answer the question? Well, that that does mean
0: he's going to be back in in the starting eleven. So yeah, that does answer yeah. the question. Um Yeah. I'm I'm going to say no. I don't think he will start another game for us because if you look at what Ben has actually been doing um, over the last month or so, is. He's preparing for 2020. Um, Lucho's contract doesn't go beyond 2019. So I don't expect um, Lucho to be back in that starting 11. I think if anyone's going to be playing, if we continue the four-two-three-one, 1, that is, that um, behind the striker role, it will either be Ariola in there, um, uh, Rooney in there, if uh, Kamara's fit, or um, Rodriguez there. I just don't see Acosta now being a starter um i have been pleased when he's come off the bench and if i'm honest i think he's actually better being an impact player than being a starter because he's got pace he can keep the ball he's got great first touch and when you've got tired legs at the back that's the last thing that you want to be up against is someone who can keep the ball but he can also sprint past you so i see him being a bit more of an impact player
2: yeah, I mean I, I I think he's done well off the bench. I think um he's set up for success doing that, and so I, I'm not necessarily too bought in on, on anything related to him Um just from those things because usually um yeah like he's he's set up super for success and and kind of the the, the, the times when he has not performed is when he needs to make something happen or we're in a bad spot and not oh hey we're winning can you come in like so I, you know i don't know we'll, we'll see yeah uh, anything else you want to add to add that sarah
1: no i just think that ultimately we have to do what's best for the team and what's going to be best for us in each individual game and in each individual situation so and i'm i'm hoping you know he'll have a chance to showcase that he's there to really work and excel i'd like to yeah. see it for him especially since next season's a big question mark
0: thanks to rithik for that particular question um but you know what straight after the the recording of that one rithik sent in another one so let's hear to this the second part of this
3: hi james this is rithik again um I can't remember D.C. United um, looking so good going forward and in Sunday's game since probably uh, the Cincinnati uh, game or or maybe the first half of Montreal. Um, You know, we could have scored probably four or five goals in that game. Uh, We obviously had the woodwork three times, but. The thing that impressed me most about the team was, you know, rather than parking the bus in the second half and praying that Seattle wouldn't find their way back into the game, we got men forward whenever we regained possession and we created chances off of counterattacking situations. Um, and defensively, the team was solid again. Uh, Seattle attacked through the wings and our fullbacks defended brilliantly. And Brian again, was an absolute rock at the back. So, I'm really pleased with Sunday's performance.
0: I think we can all agree with that. Um, With what Rithic said there, fantastic performance. Yes, we were great going forwards. And yeah, we haven't been that lethal really um, in these last three games Um, since the uh, game against since night where we uh, got four wins. So, um, do you agree with Rithik there um, with with the views?
1: Rithik, I think you nailed it. Absolutely. There was about maybe a good 10 minutes at the beginning of the second half. I worried that that was what we were going to do, and we were going to park the bus because that Seattle defense was coming up pretty strong. But we didn't, so spot on. Yeah,
2: makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, uh, I don't know if those two games the last time, I think we've seen it, but those are definitely good examples. Um, yeah. Cool. Um- now we're coming up to the
0: last voice message, um, and I know Sarah, you you you've been looking forward to this one because you know who sent this one in.
1: Oh, I do, I do. Yeah, I'm An- ready.
0: Anton- Antonio, thank you for sending this in. Um, I'm sure this is gonna bring up some strong views.
4: Um, I have a question. Um, I'm not a DC fan or Sound fan or a Rebel fan, but um, you'd guess Sarah Calacci. You know she is wonderful and all. Um, She said that John Quincy is going to be
5: a free agent the following season. I would like to propose, Quincy, please come to us. Um, We will give you Hamilton tickets if you come to New York City. Love you.
4: And Sarah, love you too, but this is business. Bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. Uh, But no, Quincy's ours. Keep your hands off him. He ain't going nowhere.
1: Oh, I have words. Antonio, I love you, but you are a backstabbing friend trying to steal our player. That is not okay, man. Not okay at all. (laughs) And I would like to propose to our little DCU fam that we start a nice hashtag, Quincy2020, or something to that effect. I don't know. We can come up with something great, but... Quincy going to NYCFC and playing up at Yankee Stadium all the time on that terrible, terrible pitch. No, we can't do that to him. We need to keep him. He's in our head.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he's already played for a team that plays in blue already. So he doesn't need to play for another side that plays in blue, does he?
1: Absolutely not. So DC United, get it together. Quincy needs his contract. Let's pay the man. Let's keep him here.
2: Ken, thoughts? I think, uh, honestly, the most rational thing I heard was about the blue uniforms. And I, I think that, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely doesn't need another blue uniform. The pitch sucks. No, come on now. This is, I'm sorry, this is professional soccer. This is not, you know, you U14, okay? So we're not going to be playing on baseball fields. Quincy's not going to be doing that, all right? <laughs>
1: Did you call me irrational, Ken? <laughs> Did you call me irrational?
2: No, I said the most rational thing that I've heard all right. is the argument for, that, that James made about the blue uniforms. That's all I said. All right. Hey, there you go. Um, that is the
0: end of the Q&A section, um, which also means, unfortunately it is the end of another episode um, I just want to say thank you to my guest hosts uh, today Sarah and Ken thank you for both being on it's been an absolute pleasure um, Ken where can people find you
2: yeah uh, people can find me uh, at DCU underscore soccer on Twitter um, I also have an Instagram page uh, which I post for on game days like you know tailgates and or whatever stuff I'm, I'm up to but yeah find me there I, have, I link all my stuff from there and I Usually have some hot takes. Cool. Um, Sarah, where can they find
0: you?
1: Everyone, thanks for listening. So you can find me over on Twitter at Sarah Colassi or on Instagram at Sarah Kalassi. You can also check out my work at sarahkalassi.com. And I would absolutely love it if you check out the work of my colleagues at MLS Female. Thanks again, James, for having us on.
0: You're very welcome both to. Um, also obviously if you're listening to the show but you don't know where you can find us um there's multitude of places you can obviously follow on twitter which is at dc united kingdom you've got the websites where i try to do match reviews match previews um get all the news on there and all that jazz um that is over at dc united kingdom.com you can follow over on facebook if that's your thing um as well as instagram you just need to search for dc united kingdom fc um once again thank you for listening um it's been an absolute pleasure doing this show um 22 episodes in now i'm waffling on because i can't remember what how i end the show um so i'm just going to keep on talking um but yeah thanks again for listening give us a rate and review over on apple Podcasts if you can ever be so kind um or if you can do that over on spotify Pocket Cast, wherever you can review it would help bring this show to a wider audience so Um, we're going to end with a song again Um, so let's just listen to the tune enjoy the rest of your day and once again thank you